0: Welcome to the UAC podcast. UAC was founded to create a place where the most successful chiropractors from different backgrounds and from around the world could come together to mastermind and create lasting friendships.
1: Our profession is unique and surrounding yourself with a genius inside of UAC is a formula to grow personally and professionally into the life you have always known you are capable of achieving. Welcome to Chiropractic's Brain Trust.
0: Okay, so anyways, I'm so happy you're here. Baron, I know that um, you've been in UAC for several years. What well, your first UAC was? I remember I was with you, but which one was that?
2: Uh, Cabo, actually, in Ooh, February Cabo. of twenty one. Yeah. Great
1: introduction.
2: Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> actually, changed the course of my life, to be honest with you. So it's, uh, <laughs> I'll always remember that that year for sure.
0: So tell us how you tell us how you ended up in Cabo.
2: Um, so obviously, I, I've been in the industry for twenty six years. Um, Doing various different things for chiropractic, and, and I had known Brian, Dr. Brian Capra, who owns Genesis Software for a number of years. Um, we would see each other at different events. I used to speak at a lot of state association events, and um, and a good friend of mine, Jay Greenstein, which I got into UAC. He's now a member of UAC. Um, he he introduced me to Brian, and so Brian and I kind of hit it off, and which is normally the case when people don't know who I am. And then they meet me and they're kind of blown away that I'm not a chiropractor, but I have the passion and and the love for the profession doing the things that I do. They're always fascinated. And he's like, man, have you ever heard of this organization? And I was like, no. And he's like, you would be perfect for it. He goes, you know, they allow non-chiros and it's your, you know, it's your kind of people. Um, And so, you know, I just, honestly, I was like, all right, I'll, I'll check it out. I was looking for something at that point. My mentor had just passed away, Dr. Tom Clapp in Michigan. And um, so I was just kind of floundering a little bit looking for my place. And so when he mentioned that to me, um, I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. And the the very next meeting happened to be Cabo um, in, in the middle of the pandemic. And so for those of us that went, remember having to get swabs up our nose, wondering oh, if we were yes. going to get stuck in Mexico for <laughs> yes, for we two weeks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we were, we were we were squirting all kinds of stuff. Well, you guys got smart because you guys ended up um, telling them you were doctors and swabbing yourself, yeah. and you were swabbing <laughs> your ears. You and know, health
1: yeah. <laughs> test <self-task> anyone?
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So, uh, but anyway, so that was my uh, that was my first experience, and it it just it literally has changed my course because of a conversation I had with Dr. Steve Franson and Alan Miner next to the pool. And um, that's actually where our organization, the Chiropractic Defense Council, came from, was in Cabo sitting next to the pool as, you know, Steve was kind of quizzing me about who I am and where we knew each other, we'd been in circles, but we'd never actually sat and had a conversation, which honestly is what I love about UAC. I, I just, I absolutely love that there's no other environment in the profession and this is going to sound kind of arrogant and I don't mean it that way, but that people like us can actually just sit and fellowship and not be pulled a million directions. We can't do it at TRP events. I can't do it at my events because we're pulled in so many different directions, you know, state events, national events, like there's just too much going on. UAC does a phenomenal job of allowing those of us that are so crazy busy to actually stop and fellowship. And, and we have similar strains and, you know, similar stuck areas and similar wins and, um, and, it, and that was my first experience. I mean, there were 30 of us there. I got to know people very well, lots of fellowship time. And uh, yeah, it's just kind of grown from there.
0: So so the I- <laughs> right next oh, yeah. to the pool.
1: I love it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: I definitely want to dive more into one chiropractic because that is just huge. What you guys are doing, what, you know, for the entire profession is truly groundbreaking. Oh, my goodness. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> But let's go back. I want to dive in. Your story um, is so unique. You're not a chiropractor, um, but you're so passionate and on fire for chiropractic. So take us back. How did this all begin for you?
2: Oh, I'll try to do the short story because I I could talk about this forever because I love my story. God is so good. Um, His infinite wisdom and his timing is so perfect. And my life is just all of our lives are an example of that. But I just claim it. I, I can see it. And I'm so thankful for it. Um, I listen, my carnal nature is I'm a con artist. Like I have the gift to gab. I mean, it just is I, people laugh, but I'm just being serious. I've been able to talk my way out of everything from the moment I came out of the womb. And, and, uh, you know, I, I just, I, I get myself into trouble a lot of times with that. Um, you know, I got saved at 19 and started realizing I could use my superpower for good and not, not evil and uh, um, ended up, you know, getting to Ohio um, to go to a Christian university and, you um, you know, I, my story is kind of crazy because I don't do anything right the first time. I really don't. I'm one of those guys that, you know, I jump and then I wonder where I'm going and then I'll figure out how I'm going to survive from the jump. It's just, I'm not proud of it. It's just who I am. And I've gotten really good at falling and getting myself back up. But I ended up having a daughter at 19 years old, um, you know, I, and, and I just had to pull my bootstraps up. I didn't know what I was going to do. And, and so I just started applying to jobs and I got a job, at a chiropractor's office. And I didn't know anything about chiropractic. I'd never been. No one in my family had ever been. um I was very skeptical of it. Like when I watched what an adjustment was, I was like, hell no, like you're not doing that. So, like I've seen that on TV and it's not to restore life. Like that is the exact opposite of what I want in my life. But, you know, they were going to bonus me on closing people. So they took sent me to David Singer seminars for those that may remember Singer and his whole primary script and four-day report of findings. So I mastered those things within my first couple months of working there. I went back to the clinic and I started closing, you know, care plans and and I got bonus. So I just was a con artist. I was just doing what I had to do to pay the bills <laughs> and to move on. I, honestly, I was and and I wasn't under care at the time. I wouldn't let him touch me. Um so as God always does, he has a way of stopping you in your tracks and, and getting your attention and I'll never forget it was uh it was uh, July of 20 uh, excuse me, 1995. July of 95. And, um, I remember, so no, excuse me, 97, I'll get the dates right. July of 97. And I was sitting in my office and a patient came in. We've all had this patient. We've all had the patient where, um, you know, their spouse loves chiropractic. They are committed. They're fully good. This guy's wife was like that. She was Medicare. And we literally had to tell her, you cannot come in every day. Like your insurance will not cover it. We need you to, I mean, she just loved it and just felt so so great with it. He comes in, his name was Jim. He has his arms folded and And he's like, you can't help me. I'm 74 years old. I'm an old farmer. It's just arthritis, but my wife will not stop nagging me. So I'm here to shut her up. I'm like, great. Give me two weeks. And at the end of two weeks, you don't, you know, we don't have this magic experience that she claims you're going to have. Well, then you're only out a couple of weeks and we'll shut her up. He's like, all right, fair enough. I'll give you two weeks. So I go on. I don't even think again, anything about Jim. Uh, Two weeks later or two weeks go by, um, front desk's like, hey, Jim wants to talk to you. So I'm assuming at this point, that he, it didn't work and he needed me to tell his wife so she'd leave him alone. So I get in my office and I'm just like, all right, what's up, Jim? Well, I could tell on his face that he was in a completely, he wasn't all guarded and blocked off. Like he was much softer um, and, and almost a little somber. I was like, well, what's going on, Jim? He's like, well, you know, I, I'm feeling a little bit better, but that's not why I want to talk to you. I'm like, okay, what's up? He goes, I didn't tell you this, but prior to coming here, and actually for the last 20 years, I've had issues wetting myself you know he used much more colorful you know terminology but he's like to the point that i don't leave my house for more than 15 20 minutes at a time we don't vacation we don't go to nice restaurants nothing because i refused to wear diapers and i was too embarrassed and then he really started crying now understand this moment for me because i grew up with a vietnam vet my dad was a prisoner of war in vietnam like emotions were not okay for a man like i just didn't grow up seeing that happen so i'm i'm 21 years old I have this grown man crying in front of me. I don't know what's going on. I'm like on my heels. And I'm like, Jim, what, what's going on? He started bawling and he goes, I want to thank you for giving me my life back. And my wife and I went on a long date for the first time in 20 years. And I have you guys to thank for it. And I, it, it, for whatever reason, it was that that moment, lightning striking in my life. And it just hit me to my core. And there were two things that were so fundamental about that time that have driven me to why I do what I do today. Um, one of them later that day, you know, is the day I'm blown away by that moment. You know, I give him a hug. I'm like, Jim, I'm so happy. I'm glad. Congratulations. He leaves my office and I'm kind of dumbfounded. I'm like, I, I just don't know what to think about what just happened. Later that day, when we got done with the day, I asked my doc, I was like, hey, did you talk to Jim today? He goes, yeah, just, I mean, we saw him for his visit. And I was like, he didn't tell you. He's like, well, tell me what. So I, I can just go tell him what happened. He's like, oh my gosh, no, he didn't say anything to me. And it hit me so hard at that moment that Jim went out of his way to thank me. I wasn't the chiropractor. I didn't do anything. It was that moment, that day, that I realized I did not have to have a DC after my name to change the world through chiropractic. Literally, it was just as clear as I can see right now that I didn't have to be a chiropractor because at that moment, I was like any other CA that I felt my value was limited. It was capped at a certain level that I'm not the doctor, so I can't do certain things. Like, it's it's the doc that has to do it, and it was my scapegoat, right? It, it gave me an excuse not to try harder or not to say certain things. I had a specific job, I did my job, and that was it. UAC members rely on innovative
1: and rock-solid practice solutions, especially when it comes to EHRs, practice management, and billing. This is why UAC recommends and stands behind Genesis chiropractic software. Genesis is a best-in-class, all-in-one chiropractic practice management system that has you covered from patient scheduling to documentation and all the way through billing. Genesis uses the power of AI to find work in the system and automatically assign that work to the right person, preventing tasks from falling through the cracks. Thousands of high volume practices rely on Genesis every day to successfully grow and maintain their practices. Additionally, they integrate with most of your favorite marketing, scheduling, and payment solutions. Schedule a demo of Genesis today by visiting www.genesischiropracticsoftware.com. Be sure to mention UAC.
2: But that moment with Jim gave me the freedom to say, absolutely not. I can I can change people's lives here. And the second thing that hit me, you know, just as hard was that I had to understand this thing called chiropractic. Like, how in the world did what I see happen every day give this 74-year-old man his life back? Now, mind you, I was 21. This is mid-90s. 70 was pretty much we're getting ready to bury you. Like the hole is dug. Like, how <laughs> how do you feel like your I'm life like is getting? Yeah, right. So, um, so it just that moment, I made a decision. I'll never forget. I'm like, I am going to change the world through chiropractic. So I started sending myself to seminars. Literally, I've been to adjusting technique. I know how to adjust. I can explain the anatomy, the physiology, the neurology of the adjustment. I can, I literally could hang with any chiropractor anywhere in the world, explaining the power of the adjustment and why it it affects our prefrontal cortex, the difference between sympathetic parasympathetic. Like I could, Literally do it all because I've sat through the classes. I've gotten certified in things and I'm not even a licensed chiropractor, but I had to know. I had, I couldn't stand in front of a room and speak about it and not know it. That was just, as a con artist, that was kind of one of my things. I had to be the smartest guy in the conversation, it was the only way I was going to win. And so, this thing chiropractic, I had to know more than anyone else I was talking to. And so I got very good at it. And I got very good at explaining it. I'm not that intelligent. I'm just a super passionate human. And so it's kind of led me on this crazy path.
0: Incredible. I love this story. So good. And I know that this is then taking you to one chiropractic and then into the CDC. So describe that evolution a little bit as well.
2: Yeah. So that, again, God's thing. So I started off just owning clinics back in the mid '90s when I got passionate. I started opening clinics and getting DCs out and doing buyout programs and all of that. When my name started getting out as this non-Cairo that that was making moves in Ohio, I started speaking on the on the the tour essentially. You know, state associations started bringing me in as this passionate guy to fire people up. Um, I, I got into coding and documentation. Um, I was one of the first people that had a certification. In coding, when managed care really hit hard again in the late, uh, uh, late 90s, um, I started, and that's where I really started spreading throughout the state associations and people started figuring out who I was. I was the guy that people would want to come and learn coding because I didn't make you want to hang your license up when you left. Most coding and documentation classes scare you to death and they make you never want to see another <laughs> patient, right? And so <laughs> I was the guy that was telling you what you could do, not what you can't do. And so I got a name for myself to be in this young, energetic. You know, I was, I'm the guy that was standing on chairs, throwing things at people, you know, screaming at the top of my lungs, because in the same time I'm speaking, I'm going and I'm learning. I'm attending other seminars and I'm loved it that they would bring me into the state. I'd stay the whole weekend and attend the other seminars. You know, I can't tell you how many Mark Charette and Mitch Malley's classes I've sat through for extremities. And, um, and so, you know, I, I got a name for myself, Um, had some issues in my marriage. I was uh, a young an ill-prepared human to be married um fell in love this my professional life was going crazy my personal life was suffering cuz i was addicted to my professional life um and so my wife gave me an ultimatum in the early 2000s mid 2000s and I sold all of my consulting businesses at the time, all my clinics, and, and I ended up taking a job at the Ohio State Chiropractic Association. Um, they, I didn't interview. They kind of just offered me the job, but it got me off the road. It kept me in Ohio, but it also kept me in chiropractic. So I felt like that was a great marriage. Um, but that was my first time with the politics of chiropractic. Prior to this, I was just boots on the ground with chiropractors you know, doing my thing and, and was very successful in doing so. Um, the association was a crazy ride for me, man. Um, I don't do well with ignorant people telling me what I can and can't do. It's just it's a flaw in my character for sure. Um, and so that was my first example dealing with boards and dealing with the politics of the profession. And I did it all wrong. I'll be the first to tell you. I, I really did it all wrong. Um, although we had made amazing growth. When I started the association, we had 300 members. When I left, we had 1,200. And I was there for six years. And so we did amazing things in Ohio, really amazing things. I, I really screwed up a lot in the very beginning, just learning how to deal with a board, understanding how nonprofits are supposed to work. I had no experience in that. Um, I got a lot of lumps on my face, you know, doing it, but I figured it out quick and we made some amazing strides and we did amazing work in Ohio from 2010 to 2016 but I learned very quickly why the profession of chiropractic cannot advance itself. I, I, I literally saw it firsthand. I was also on the executive committee of the Congress of Chiropractic State Associations, which is a national organization. I was on the, that executive committee for five years, you know, doing what everyone else does, trying to bring the ACA and ICA together, trying to get you know our profession to start working. It's crazy. We have the best product on the planet but we can't get out of our own way. Like, it's just asinine to me. I can't stand it. I can't stand the dysfunction that our profession does on a higher level. We have rock stars on the front lines. They're amazing chiropractors, but as a profession, we're horrible. Like we don't work well together. We're very selfish. We're very judgmental. Um, We, you know, it's just not a good thing. So I was able to fix some of that in Ohio. We, we created a culture But then the whole drug issue came in where I had a group of doctors that wanted us to change the scope to include prescription of drugs, which will never happen in my lifetime. I'm telling you right now, ever, ever will that happen if I can do anything about it. Um, And I refused to do it. So they started running these coups at me and they started, you know, all these accusations and they would sabotage our board meetings. And I hated it. I just hated the job. I couldn't do it anymore because I wasn't able to do what I loved. I wasn't able to do what I did for the first five years which was cause change and grow the utilization of chiropractic in Ohio. And we were the first state that got our governor to actually sign in a government, a government executive order that you had to fail conservative care, either chiropractic, which is specifically said that, or physical therapy before you could prescribe an opioid. Like we were the first one in the country to get that done. So we were doing amazing work, but then again, the profession can't get out of its own way. And so I resigned. And at that time, I was so frustrated because of what we had built and what we were doing. It was so amazing. But yet again, we could not get out of our own way. And there was a quote that just really changed, again, my perspective. It's from Buckminster Fuller that says, you cannot change an existing reality by fighting it. You need to create a new model that makes the old model obsolete.
3: At Quartermaster Tax Management, one of the things that we know when you're running your business is you want to be confident that you're not overpaying on your taxes. In order to do that, you really need a bulletproof tax strategy to keep more of what you earn. The problem is the majority of business owners, specifically chiropractors, grossly overpay on taxes and don't even know it, which ultimately leaves them frustrated and discouraged. We believe you work hard for that money and should keep more of it. So after working with hundreds of chiropractors, we understand how frustrating it is to overpay on taxes. But as a certified tax strategist who specializes in the R&D healthcare space, we've found over $30 million for our clients in tax credits since 2021. It really is easy to get started with us. First, you get a qualifying call to make sure that you actually qualify the credits. Then very simply, we apply for the credits for you and ultimately, help you reclaim your tax savings every single year visit our website quartermastertax.com or call and schedule a call with us today and find out how much the irs owes you don't forget to mention uac
2: and that's where one chiropractic came from it came from an idea that i want to create a new model i want to do things very differently than how the profession is currently doing them i don't care who your loyalties are ica or aca both organizations have never really been able to capture the heart of our profession. You know, combined, both organizations paid membership have less than 8% of the profession as members combined. Like, wow. I want you to just ponder that. These are our two national associations and we have less than 10% of the entire profession belonging to both of them combined. It's, it, you know, so I'm not judging the individuals. I'm not judging I'm just saying it clearly is not capturing the hearts and minds of the chiropractic profession because we can't get all of our people under one roof for whatever reason. And so I wanted to do something different. I believed that chiropractors wanted change. We needed leadership. We didn't have the Fred Barges anymore. We didn't have the Sid Williams. We didn't have, you know, the Reggie Golds. They're just gone. Like they, I'm not saying there aren't good people, but nobody is that, you know, I'll argue and stay narcissistic to stand up and tell everybody else that they're wrong and, and create a following. And I felt like God had positioned me in a position that I could do that. I could stand on the stage make very bold statements and be willing to do some things that other people weren't willing to say or do. And I knew the limitations of organizations. I ran one for six years. My hands were tied on certain things that I knew we needed to do, but I couldn't do because of political relationships and liability and all of that. So we created One Chiropractic. So it was a limbal organization, nonprofit, that could immediately move and strike and do the work that needed to be done in the profession. And we believed that It would really capture the hearts and minds of our profession um, because we're only funded. Our whole funding mechanism is thirty three dollars a month. You know, that's it based on the thirty three principles of chiropractic. So we're not asking for hundreds of thousands of dollars. We wanted a sustainable, reoccurring money source so that we could actually sustain long efforts like I'm in D.C. right now. I just got in today because I'm on the hill. I'm going to the DOD, the White House. I'm committed to getting chiropractors into our military. It is unacceptable that chiropractors cannot serve, that our active duty do not have access to it. And so we're, able, but it's a long battle, getting the military to do any changes like pulling, you know, frozen syrup out of a hose. It just takes forever. <laughs> and and so, but we have the capability of doing that because of our economic structure, right? We're very narrow focused. We're, we're only taking on issues that affect the rights of chiropractors. And so, uh, you know, we can do that where other organizations can't. They don't have the funding. And so those are the types of things that we wanted to do with One Chiropractic. And then I met Stephen at Cabo, which we shared, um, and that's where he he gets all the credit for the idea of the chiropractic Defense Council. You know, we were doing the military work. We were doing some other things as a nonprofit. but he's had he had this vision for about seven years of the profession having its own, actual special forces strike team that anywhere in the world that chiropractic's under attack, you could deploy this team and we could defend the profession. At the time we had x-ray issues in, in British Columbia. They had taken away the rights of chiropractors in British Columbia to do, to do routine x-rays. We had pediatric issues in Australia at that time. We had abuse and a massive attacks against chiropractors all over Canada by their regulatory boards. We had just went through a major battle in Texas with the Texas Medical Association trying to restrict the scope of practice for chiropractors. So we have all these little fires all around the world where our professions under attack, but we don't have any real organized effort to defend it. And and as as Stephen's pitching this to me, I'm like, dude that's me. Like I, I can build that. I, I have the temperament to do that. I, I, I've I already got an organization that's perfect for it. So he thankfully gave me that idea and said, man, I think you might be the operator I've been looking for to actually build this and do it. And so in February of 21, we took on that as another project within One Chiropractic. And I'm honored to say today we're in nine countries. We have over 3,500 contributors We've won over 650 cases defending the rights of chiropractors all over the world, defending their right to practice without being vaccinated, defending their right to take X-rays, defending their right when regulatory boards come after them. Um, and it's been an insane year and a half of standing on the front lines on behalf of this profession, and with all due respect, kicking ass. And I'm I'm proud of it. I love it. Um, you know, we we've got five battles going on in Canada right now. I, I'm headed to Australia. Right after UAC Scottsdale, I'm headed to uh, Australia and New Zealand for three weeks, and we're meeting with legislators, we're meeting with authorities, we're rallying the troops to grow chiropractic in those countries and take back our vitalistic mindset of what chiropractic truly is, because we've got an army now that we can stand and defend the rights of, of chiropractors to speak that truth.
1: Oh man, I have chill bumps. Like I'm just sitting here listening <laughs> to this passion and and what this uh, what, you know, what your so, what this has done for a profession. And I also just love the collaboration, right? So that's the true spirit of the UAC that minds came together and formed this yep. great big idea and this big, great big dream that's now coming to fruition. So and what a time! Like talk about God's timing. Oh, absolutely. The endemic and just you know all of the fights that you guys have been fighting. Tell the listeners, how can we get involved with your organization?
2: Yeah, it's very simple. Again, I know it seems crazy and I love that people get passionate. People are like, man, we want to do more. The key to our survival is just, I need as many people doing the $33 a month as I can. So go to defendchiropractic.org. It's just pretty simple, defendchiropractic.org. Um, You'll see there's stuff on there. We did just release, I'm very excited, we just released a 23-page Bill of Rights. First time a profession has ever drawn a line in the sand saying these are our rights as a profession, and we are going to, um, you know, we're going to defend those rights. And so it's an awesome document that we're hoping spreads throughout the profession worldwide, and it really explains who we are and what we're doing. But you'll see that on our landing page. Just hit the contribute now button. Um, If you wanted to give more, you you definitely have the ability to do that. I'm never going to say no to that. But my goal is to get 15,000 people giving $33 a month. If we can get 15,000 people giving $33 a month, that gives us just under $9 million a year that is completely dedicated to the defense of chiropractic. That will, I mean, I've been able to do everything I've done on just under a million. So like imagine the battles we can take on. Imagine the fights we can sustain when I have 9 million, like literally we could take on big pharma, believe it or not, because we now have 39 attorneys worldwide on retainer. These are people that have been educated, trained that the adjustment is not about pain. The adjustment is about neurological input. It's about wellness, vitality, the the human body's ability to actually self-heal, self-regulate. Right. So these are people that get it. You know, even in DC, if if our lobbyists, I have our whole lobbying firm under chiropractic care now. And so when we go in and we're talking, you know, about the military and chiropractic, these people are talking about their own stories and their own effects. They're forwarding me constantly information about different things that we can take in. So, like, that's the work that we do. And these are the kinds of people. Imagine if I could amplify that. Um, and, there, and I'm having to say no now more than I can. Yes, because we have limited resources. People are seeing our success and how we work, but I have to be very, very picky about what we take on because I can't, I don't have the money to take on everything. And I'm not going to take on something if we can't defend it and do it right. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's the, biz- we just, I think as many people as possible giving me 33 bucks. That's less than one adjustment a month. That's it. And, and it, because I want it to sustain, I need it to rebuild every month. That That's a whole goal. If you give me a thousand bucks this month, as much as I'm appreciative of it, I got to find out how to replace that thousand next month. I'd rather you just give me 33 over a long period of time so that I, I don't have to go out and fundraise, which is my least favorite thing on the planet to do.
0: So get on there and get it, get signed up. No if you guys aren't already contributing, I know we've been contributing ever since. Yeah, the-
2: you guys have been doing it for a while. Yeah,
0: yeah. it's like, it's one of those things that it just feels so good. Like Barron, you can tell you're just such a vessel and your, your purpose and passion is so contagious and so incredible. We're so blessed as chiropractors to have you in our profession. And thank you so much for joining us today. Any big closing remarks as far as when it comes to UAC, like, I I, do have a good accountability group. Do you have anything you want to like really just contribute some of your success to today just that has come obviously this huge collaboration has come out of UAC um but I'm just so I'm so happy that you're a part of it
2: well yeah thank you honestly I'll I'll leave you with this that you know as much as I appreciate people thinking me it is literally the honor of my life to do what I'm doing. My daughter just graduated Sherman. She just started in our clinic in January, oh, and and so my son heads off to life in October. Like I'm in. Like this is my life. This is uh, you know. I, yes, I'm doing it because I love it, but I'm doing it for my future generations. Like we are going to have you know seventh generation chiropractors in our family, and and I want our profession to be worthy of my kids. If I'm being 100 percent honest, and right now I don't think it is. Uh, the people are worthy of them, but the profession isn't. We're dysfunctional. We don't operate well. And, and so I do the work for that reason. UAC, you know, I was talking with Jay Greenstein, because he's such a good friend. Jay and I both like the thing we love about UAC, I have an amazing accountability group. Shout out to Brad and Kent and Niles. I love you guys. <laughs> um, but it, it, it's just unlike anywhere else in the profession. For those of us that are all in, like the, you're not going to meet anyone at UAC that's not all in on something. And, um, and that's what I love because I'm an all-in kind of guy and I can't stand mediocrity. Like, I just, I mean, I love people for the way they are, but I can't be around it because it drives me insane. So UAC, everybody's all in. Like, everyone's pushing each other. The whole environment, you're around people that you want to be like, right? You know, I remember as a kid, I was always told surround yourself with people that are better than you because it'll push you to want to be as good as they are. If you're the best person in your group, you're never going to grow. So I've always had people that are better looking, have more money, have nicer houses (laughs) because, you know, it makes, drives me to work out a little bit harder, to work a little harder, you know, to be smarter with my money. You know, so UAC is that group for me. Like it's, again, you get to a certain point as just an average person in the profession that you kind of rise to the, you know, you're the cream of your own cup. You got to get into a different cup. And that's what I loved about UAC. So people that are serious about wanting to elevate themselves and their impact in the world, I nothing against any other consulting group or any other effort. There's nothing like UAC, nothing in the world. Um, and I'm honored to be with it, the whole way that it's structured, the way that we do our meetings, the way that we have so much fellowship time and and build lifelong. I mean, obviously, Lynn, I mean, you know, I love your husband, and you know i'm I'm kind of part of that group. and, and, uh, you know, so they're just great people. And uh, and it's I'm just honored to be there. It's it's truly my honor as a non cairo to be able to do the things that I get to do. Uh, it's just beyond belief. So I thank you guys for the opportunity to share today. And hopefully God can use my words to bless somebody in a new and exciting way. And if part of that is to jump on board and, and support us, man, we'd sure love that. Um, you'll get a video from me every single Monday updating you on what we're doing, why we're doing it. You have an opportunity to be a part of that. And, uh, yeah, we're just going to make sure that chiropractic becomes the number one healthcare choice in the world.
1: Well, that is a perfect way to end this. Um, thank you so much, Baron, for being here. And I think if you're listening to this, uh, you can join us at our next event and it will be in Austin, May 19th and 20th. If you haven't reserved your room, um, reach out to Krista, email her, um, or check us on social Instagram and Facebook.